0: We'll go ahead and get started.
1: First um, Corinthians 13 and verse 5 says that uh, agape love is not irritable. Uh, at least the, the uh, New King James. Um, it literally means, we would say, uh, love doesn't throw temper tantrums. That's how we would might say it. Uh, it literally means not, not to be hyper sharp with people. So as we heard in our lesson this morning, those are qualities that God has, Jesus has, all of these wonderful qualities, and he expects us to have them too. And there's the rub, isn't it? It's sometimes we don't do those things and we we want to have all of these qualities, but sometimes we're human beings and we, we just don't. So today he says that, that we're not to be irritable kinds of people, to be hyper sharp, to throw fits with people. Now here's the question. Why do we do that Sometimes. Yeah. Give me some, and I've listed a few in there. Um, we can become that way due to stress. Do you believe that's true? That we can be, we can be hyper sharp. We can be, we we can throw a little bit of a fit because we're under stress. Are we? Is that true? Are we under stress? Uh, and, and we all are. Just a matter of degree. Is that true? But we are under stress. Uh, this whole world is a stressful place to live. Um, can we do those fly off the handle so because of our lack of impatience? Or our impatience, <laughs> not lack of Lack of impatience is good.
0: <laughs>
1: impatience. Have you noticed when you get impatient that you, you know, your temperature goes up just a little bit? That's true, isn't it? Um, What about high expectations? Ooh, that's a good one. We have high expectations and they're not met sometimes. Makes us a little edgy, Uh, a little sharp. Health issues. You think that one is true? I absolutely think that's true. That sometimes we just don't feel good. Our back hurts. Our neck hurts. We had surgery. We're going to have surgery. We got all these things going on, and it makes us a little, sometimes quite a bit, edgy and sharp. Um, I like. To, I'm on number nine on page 21. By the way, if you, oh. yeah. I've got four pages today. And we've got to be done with all four for us to stay on any kind of a schedule okay. um, an overestimation of one's importance mm-hmm. will that make you a little edgy or sharp at times sure. absolutely will if you
0: don't see it my way, then I'll
1: be do we all have a little bit of that possibly we shouldn't but, <laughs> but sometimes we do don't we
0: so kind
1: of more than a little. And let's say that a preacher leaves or a preacher dies. What happens to the church where he is? It goes on. There's no problem. What happens when an elder steps down or an elder dies or an elder moves to wherever? What's going to happen to the church? Oh, no. I'm the glue that held it together. Really? Really? Are you kidding? The church's gonna go on. The church is gonna go on. We 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 and when our overestimation of ourselves uh, is not met sometimes, we get a little edgy with folks. Sometimes charter members of the church dies. You know what happens to that church? It goes on. Gonna be just fine. Going to be just fine, but sometimes we feel like when when it's uh, we get, we can get a little sharp when we feel like that our estimation of ourselves maybe not quite as high among the church as I thought it was. You'll get over it. Church is gonna go on. It, it, it is. We talked about Wednesday night. I think this is true. Rejection. Do you think being rejected uh, is a root, maybe the root, but a root of anger or sharpness or um, throwing a fit sometimes, Uh, rejection? And and we talked about that. When Jonah, what was Jonah's problem? Well, he didn't want to do what God asked him to do. We we all get that. But... um, God decided to spare that great city of Nineveh. How did Jonah take that?
0: I'm very scared.
1: Because his opinion was rejected by God, who knows a lot better than we do. Isn't that true? He was rejected. And he got angry. And God even says, Dude, why are you angry? Is it right to be angry? Uh, did, oh, by the way, did you, crawl, did you cause that uh, plant to grow <laughs> to shade you from the from the sun. Uh, rhetorical questions. When Saul, what was Saul's problem? And Saul got all edgy, got all sharp. What was his problem?
0: People rejected him.
1: People rejected him, and he got his feelings hurt. Carol,
0: I think it speaks to pride. Pride, have...
1: absolutely. That's perfect. I actually had that. I wrote that down this morning when I was studying that again. Pride. Sorry. It's. I think pride is heavily involved with that. Heavily involved. When the sons of Jacob, you know, the twelve patriarchs of the Old Testament, who did who did Jacob prefer? Joseph. Uh, he was partial to Joseph, wasn't he? Well, how did those other eleven take that partiality and their rejection? How did they take they that? They pulled
0: him in the labor. Yeah. Said,
1: so "We'll kill this boy." Well, let's don't kill him. Let's just throw him in a pit, and maybe somebody will find him, and maybe somebody won't. So, in Genesis thirty-seven, verse four, it says, "But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more." that all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to to him or Joseph. Now, is there a lesson for us even in that? This is a little bit of a run a rabbit down a trail, just for not far, but we'll run him a little bit. Uh, Is there a lesson for us as parents, grandparents? What is it? Be careful. Be careful. We just heard a lesson. Is God partial? Partial. Or is he impartial to all of us? Impartial. He's impartial. You, do you view that as a positive or a negative? Oh, Very positive. That we're all going to be judged by the same standard. Um, uh, God doesn't make any mistakes. Is anybody on the judgment day going to be able to look at God and say, uh, uh, excuse me, sir, I, 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 I think you messed up here. <laughs> I don't believe so. I know, I know, I know so. Um, so we, we have to be careful, even with children and grandchildren and all of that, to be impartial the best we can because it sends a message of rejection. And when we get rejected, we get angry. We get hurt. We, 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 we can get angry. Um, What's the opposite of rejection? We touched a little bit on this Wednesday night, but some of you are here. What is it? Acceptance. So if rejection can uh, upset people, even to the point of, of being irritable, being uh, sharp, then acceptance would be the opposite of that. Now, can we, we can't rewrite, the Bible says what it says, and means what it means, right? And it's not saying be accepting of that. If someone, we've all had this, we've, we all heard this, right? I know that he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but, you
2: know.
1: Well, he doesn't say accept that. He doesn't say accept that. But we can be accepting people uh, with our attitudes, can't we? Sometimes we can be pretty pretty tart. With people because they don't see it our way, can't we? Has anybody ever done that except me? Sure, we have. We have. Questions or comments? So far, I'm on page 21. Any questions so far? Comments you'd like to make? Am I missing anybody? Bruce, go ahead.
0: Um, I like the title of this of this uh, lesson. It's called. Love is not provoked. I think sometimes, especially in the workplace, we can think to ourselves, well, if these people would just get off my back or, or do what I think what they should do, then, then I wouldn't be this way.
1: <laughs> Good point. Uh, sometimes uh, teachers, we would sit around after school or whatever, we'd have a, a, a meeting or something, and we'd say, you know, if it wasn't for the kids, school would be wonderful. <laughs> teaching would be wonderful. You know, uh, the elder sometimes tongue-in-cheek will be sitting around after we've had maybe a tough kind of a time and we had an issue or two or three or twelve. And we say, you know, uh, th- this job would be pretty good if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> well, of course, tongue-in-cheek. That, that's, that's, that's the deal. That's what you signed up for. We've looked at one another before, and, and maybe some of the, the new guys, and we would say, Did we sign up for this?
0: <laughs>
1: and we joke and say, Well, you get time and a half. <laughs> and I say, Time and a half times zero is
2: still zero, isn't
1: it? We signed up for it, and that's what we, that's what we do. Um, but that, that, that's a good, good point, Bruce. On, on page 22, I want us to, to, to focus on that. The 747 principle in this context, well, uh, in, in Luke 747, in case if you weren't in here, that's where, when I, when I say the 747 principle, you know the big plane and all that, but the way you remember that, it's Luke 747. And Alan, what does that say?
2: Uh, he who has been forgiven little loves little. He who has been forgiven much loves much.
1: That's right. Now, take that to today. Under the opposite, if we want to use the inverse of that, that's true. Acceptance. How would we word that today as far as acceptance
2: goes? God has been accepting of my idiosyncrasies. He's not been irritable with me, and so I'm going to pay that forward.
1: That's right. He who has accepted a little... Uh, loves little, or accepts little. Maybe, maybe, the reason we're a little short, sharp, temper tantrum is because we don't understand or appreciate the depth uh, of how God has been so accepting and not sharp with us. He doesn't throw a temper tantrum with us. And once we learn that, maybe, maybe, we can do better with others. Is that true? Yeah. Really, that's the bottom line, isn't it? It, it really is. Um, and you think, well, how's that possible? And look at look at the, the, the example of, of Saul or the apostle Paul. Now, give me Paul before. Of course, Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 13 through inspiration. That's that's interesting in itself. But uh, what kind of man was Saul before he became Paul? um, What kind of man was he? Devout.
2: committed, Well,
1: he was devout. He was committed.
2: Wrong. According to the law, blameless.
1: Yeah, he was blameless as he said it. Uh, Was he... uh, (laughs) Was he... uh, uh, Aggressive? Was he seeking to do what he thought God wanted him to do? He <clears throat> was. How did it work out for him?
2: Breathing out
1: in, in Acts chapter 8 it says he made havoc. What does havoc mean? We don't use that term too much, but what is havoc? Chaos. chaos. We don't have to look very far on the news to see that. That was Paul. Paul was making chaos <laughs> of the church. Making chaos habit of the church. Uh, he was When he was going to Syria, to Damascus, what was his purpose? To go up and uh, say hi to the brethren? What was his purpose? To go up and arrest Christians? Uh, what was his role in killing Stephen? What was his
0: role?
1: He held the coats. And what does that imply about his approval? He approved the murder of Stephen, and you think, "Well, boy, I don't want to be next the next door neighbor to him." What changed? Jesus Christ! He saw for the first time. He saw him on the road, and what was Jesus' question to him? Saul, Saul,
2: Matthews.
1: why are you persecuting me? And you can almost. Uh, Sir, uh, who are you? And he said, "I'm Jesus, who you are persecuting." Um, And then we know the story in Acts 22 and verse 16. He recounts that story, and he and he said, "Jesus," uh, or or the the uh, uh, Ananias said to him, "Um, Saul. Arise and be baptized and what? Wash away your sins. Baptism washes away your sins. Now, was Paul changed after that? Dramatically. Look at some of these verses. Uh, Philippians 1 and verses 7 through 8. This is the same guy who had Christians killed, who had them in prison, Women and children as well. He put them all in jail. He was not a respecter of persons. i will kill you all. He thought he was doing God a favor. He found out he was not. And he says in Philippians 1 verse 7, now he wrote the book of Philippians from where?
2: He was in jail.
1: I long for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. He was persecuting Christ Jesus. He was killing Christ Jesus' followers. He understood, 1 Corinthians 13, the qualities of love, and he changed. Now, can we change? We can.
0: If we choose to.
1: If we choose to. Now, is that to say, once we commit to becoming a Christian, that... Life's going to be smooth and we'll never, we'll never be sharp again. We'll never be... Oh, no. You're going to fall occasionally, aren't we? So what do you do? You lay down in the dust with your face or you get up and try it again? Yes. You get up and you just keep going. Yeah, You
0: ask for forgiveness.
1: You have to ask for forgiveness, don't you? Ephesians 1 verse 16, this is Paul, the, used to, his name was Saul before, the one who killed all these Christians. I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 7, he talks about, uh, we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her children. Now, he was killing children and women and men before, but he changed. And in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 15 and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls though the more abundantly I love you the less I'm loved it seemed to him at the time same man he changed
2: he was feeling rejected at the time but he didn't get angry he still expressed his love for
1: him. But the, no that's a great point does rejection still hurt? Yeah. Rejection hurts. You know, you can't sugarcoat that. When you feel like you've been rejected, it hurts you. Particularly if you felt like you were trying, you were going all out. You were 100% in, and then you feel rejected and you go, I want a bunch of ingrates. But you, you, you have to pick yourself up keep going. Because guess what? Who's it not? Oh, it's hot in here again. But who's it not about? You. Not about you. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about you. Don't overestimate your importance, because you know how much. It's, it's that old. Um, um, see how that go. You. Uh, I used to think that. Everybody was, I wonder, I worried about how pe- what people thought about me till I discovered they weren't thinking about me at all.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Overestimate ourselves, Alan.
2: Nobody believed in the 747 principle more than Paul. I mean, he saw himself as the worst of sinners, and, you know, we just read those four verses. That's what he became. That's what he became. And I, I just, I firmly believe that a sense of your sinfulness go a long way in helping you, you know, be patient, be kind, not yep. be irritable, if you just understand how lost and depraved sin really is.
1: I think that's the bottom line, is it not? Um, I have a friend who thinks if he builds enough habitat for humanity home that's what he does, that he'll be saved.
0: he's doing good.
1: Because he's doing good. You can't do enough good without Jesus.
0: Without grace.
2: Without
1: his blood. Without his grace. Without his mercy. You know, I'm a good person. I I hope you are. Without Jesus, you're not going to make it. And understanding what he's done for us.
0: Mike. Then your next letter. it, It always comes to me when we talk about Paul, which I put down okay. as one of my favorite people, is that Peter wrote in his last letter, saying, Therefore, brethren, looking forward to all things, be diligently to be found in him in peace. Consider it all longsuffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom giving him, has written to you, as in all of his epistles speaking in them, Of these things which are true, sometimes hard to understand, but are taught to the untaught and unstable people that are in their own destruction who wish to destroy the scriptures, please rest comfortably knowing that from this time. And he goes on to say, growing in grace and peace. He, of all men who turned against Jesus in the time of trial, says... Look at our brother Paul. True,
1: uh, that's a good point. Uh, Linda, you had a comment.
0: If, um We are conscious of ourselves, of our frailties, and we pay attention. We can stop some of our rudeness, some of our shortness, quicker. If, but we have to be conscious that we are that way, and what you. You know, we have to be in error. You know, if you're in error, you have to be conscious of, of the fact that you have errored and always know when you can make it right or when you can uh, change it. Okay, good.
1: There's a, now, I read this from a reliable source. I did not look this up, but I, it makes sense to me. I got it in your notes there. The Chinese symbol for righteousness... Righteousness, being right with God. This author said, um, "The symbol, th- this word for righteousness, the symbol for righteousness, it has a lamb on top, and there's a and, and beneath that lamb is a person." I mean that makes sense to me, and I'm assuming this this writer, reliable writer, was, was telling the facts. What do you see there?
2: Jesus.
1: Jesus, in this symbol of righteousness, who makes us right? Building houses, opening the door for older women. Oh, that's wonderful. Not going to make you righteous. It's not. Jesus, Jesus covering us with his blood as an innocent lamb. Uh, that, that's a beautiful picture it, it, it really is and and I made the point here when, when God looks down and let's just take that symbol what do you think he sees first? Jesus blood Jesus he sees Jesus first that made all of that possible for you and me I love that symbology I really do are not the
0: Chinese Buddhist <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know.
2: That language goes back. It does, yeah. Of years
1: yeah, they, we're not going back 500 years. We're talking about thousands of years. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But I'll go with that symbol because I like the idea.
0: <laughs> oh, no, go ahead, Peggy. From Don's lesson, the idea of propitiation mm-hmm. people think that they can do. That only what only God can do, like your friend. Yep. I mean, yep. And if you, I mean, propitiation is that same idea that only God can cover us with. Christ.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. The word propitiation means an atoning sacrifice. It's a big word. We don't use it too much. An atoning sacrifice. The atoning sacrifice. No man comes to God except through who? Jesus.
0: Jesus.
1: No man comes to the Father except through Him. How about the Jews. The Jews go to the Father through Jesus. That's it. That's it.
0: Does that mean after they die? Because when they're alive, they they don't believe in Jesus.
1: If you don't believe in Jesus, you're not gonna make it. Yeah. Maybe you and I can talk a little bit after the class, yeah. uh, because you know there's there's some issues we we can we can talk about. Yeah,
0: because we live in a place. No, I know you do. Uh, no, I you know, for trust me. I know I've been there many
1: times. And, ma'am, you're you're exactly right. You, you got to be careful there, don't you? I, I I get it. I get it. And we'd be glad to study with you. Be glad to and Thank you for bringing that up. But. Um, can you keep people from rejecting you? Can can we keep everyone from rejecting us? Can we? You can't
0: make anybody like you. You can't.
1: But I make the note here. But can you keep rejections from enraging you? Can, can do we? Is it who's that all? you? Us or them? I'm control. That's right. That's exactly right. We're going to be rejected. Raise your hand if that's never happened to you. We're going to be cut from the team. Craig never understood that because he's always a starter.
0: (laughs) No, I was cut a few times. Not always.
1: (laughs) And when you're cut from the team, you look around, go, "I'm better than those guys on the team." That was true. I was cut from the team one time. You're fired. We've ever been fired. That, that's rejection. Have you ever been kicked around, as it were? We probably have. How do we react? Now let me ask a question. Think about that for a second. Was Jesus rejected by the majority of the people? He was. Was were, did his apostles, the 12 that walked with him every day for three, three and a half years, did they all flee the night that he was crucified? Every one of them. They came back, at least 11 of them did, didn't they? What what did Jesus do? He said, "Ah, I'm through with you people. Could he have said that? I'm through with you folks. I'm through with you. In just a
0: few hours, he died for died
1: But he still died for our sins. Once we get that, as Alan said, once we get it, we'll be a whole lot more accepting in all of these areas once we internalize that of the John. With this rejection and acceptance and
0: it being accepted by God, No matter, every person, no matter what they've done, or what past they've had, or what sin they've had, every person has value because they are God's child. And no matter what the world tries, no matter what value the world tries to place on you, or take away from you, you have value with God. Every person here has value and is a precious gift and treasure.
1: That's but right. Well said. What will a person give in exchange for his soul?
2: Unfortunately, lots of things. Well, yeah, yeah but that, that, that's a
1: good way to look at it too. A lot of people trade their souls for a lot of things today. But as far as value, what did Jesus say, your soul is worth more than?
0: <laughs> the whole world.
1: So, when we sell our soul for a piece of, uh, for a bowl of soup, like Esau, and we sell it sometimes for a lot less than that, um, there's nothing more valuable than your soul. I don't care what your bank account says. But
0: even if we sell it for a good cause, like your friend who builds houses, that's a wonderful thing to do. But it seems that he's selling his soul to that, thinking that he's going to be okay. It just works. Yep.
1: That's right. Uh, somebody else had uh, John. I'm sorry, John.
2: You brought up Jonah earlier. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fascinating case study. He and, is uh, not a child story. I think it's for <laughs> us as adults because I right. you find Jonah who was given. I mean, in 747, principle, mm-hmm. he he should have known very well. I mean, he he is part of God's people, God's chosen people, who he led through the wilderness, performed amazing deeds for and and yet he's not willing to turn around and and have that attitude towards the Assyrians. And when you bring that to us, I I think we need to be careful because we can study these things and we can apply that 747 principle, but in the case of Jonah, it didn't stick. So we have to be, I think, really monitoring our hearts. That's the rub isn't it, John.
1: That's kind of the rub. We can start. Uh, we're constantly monitoring. And what, does, what does James say? Keep looking in the mirror. You've got to keep looking in the mirror. Otherwise, you forget who you are and you, and you go away. This will mean nothing unless we stick with it and keep monitoring ourselves with it. And when you fall short in some of these areas, guess what you got to do? I'm going to try to do better. Because that's going to happen. And it's kind of a rhetorical question. If you don't want to be rejected, you can move to a deserted island (laughs) or you can move to a rejection-free zone Uh (laughs) on the university campuses now. now. (laughs) Tongue-in-cheek. That's going to happen to you. And at the bottom of page 23, we'll close with this. Let's take our anger, our rejection, and lay it at Jesus' feet. Because why? Because He cares for you. He cares for you. And we all have value. And He accepts it.
0: When you think about the people he used, when you think about Moses the murderer and David the adulterer and Peter who rejected him, I mean, think about these men that he used that committed great sins and Jesus valued them and he used them in
1: his service. Those are really good points too. And when we fall, when we fall, if we're not real careful, it can keep us down. It can, and and to the point where maybe you give up. We We don't want to do that. Jesus does not want us to do that. Because David was a murderer, and yet when he repented of that, it says he's a man after God's own heart. Isn't that something? The apostles, you know, like Peter, who saw all these miracles and performed miracles, walked on water. He did all these things, but yet he played the hypocrite. After Jesus had ascended back into heaven, remember Paul said, you played the hypocrite, Peter, and I stood stood him to the face. So we're going to do that. We're going to have our ups and downs. Oh, my. You just can't stay down. Jesus still loves you. If you you repent, like you had mentioned. Oh, was that one or two? But this is where we
0: need to help each other
1: okay can explain that,
0: that. Well, when we see somebody down or you know having problems, this is where we need to be on the lookout and that we can encourage and help them
1: well what if I'm down? nobody looking after me <laughs>
0: we'll look an elder. The <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we don't have
1: any issues
2: <laughs> uh,
1: we never have problems
2: uh, Somebody else to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Look, look for others
1: That's to help. Sometimes even out. when you're down and, and, and life appears to be kind of running against you a little bit, you can lay down and cry about it or you can get up and what? Go try to help somebody else. And you know who, who ends up getting help more? You do. Every single time. Help somebody else. But be on the lookout for others. You know you're you're not acting the way you normally do. Is everything okay? You know you don't say in front of everybody, and then listen to them. Maybe you can help them. Because I'm gonna tell you, your day's coming. You're gonna need help. It happens every single time. Life's going just hunky dory. I'd be worried. <laughs> I'd be real worried. It's all on the way to your house. <laughs> Thank you all. Appreciate all your wonderful comments.